Welcome to Bucks County Living. Everything you need to know about living in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Here's your host, Alex Neff. Your real estate resource. Welcome, everyone, to the Bucks County Living Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Neff, your real estate resource. Today, I am joined by Brigitte and Michael, the co-owners of the Bitchin' Kitten Brewery in Morrisville. Welcome, guys. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having us. I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, and I'm really excited to dive into your story and how you landed in Bucks County and talk about the brewery. Great. So, are are you originally from Bucks County? No. Well, yeah, no. She's, no. she's a Jersey girl. I was actually born in Washington, D.C., and I've moved 14 times. But strangely enough, I've lived uh, you know, ma- most of my life in, in and around the Bucks County area. I used to live in Ben Salem, uh, lived there for uh, nine years, and uh, lived in Morrisville, lived in Yardley, lived in Levittown. So just kind yeah, of skipped around met, a little we bit. We were both in, living in New Jersey when we met, but we actually met in Bucks County at a bar that's not there anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, and then we just kind of fell in love with Bucks County. So when we bought a house, we bought a house in Bucks County. That's incredible. So so you bought a house in Yardley, and then you open up the, the Bitch and Kitten Brewery in Marshall, which right. is the same zip code. You right, yeah, exactly. Probably right yes. down the street. Down yep. the road. Yeah, and I think that was really because we were trying to figure out, you know, where would be a good place to have the brewery. We had some things in mind in terms of we didn't want to just have a group hub. We wanted to have food. We wanted to be part of a community, you know, to grow a community. And I think that's what we're doing in Morrisville. Yeah. The other thing, too, is when we were first looking around, we were doing like a lot of people do. We were looking at uh, industrial parks and office parks and stuff like that. Um, and I actually found the location in Morrisville and I could see right away, you know, having something that's a retail space, you know, right on a you know major uh, road right in front of it. I'm like. Okay, people don't have to go hunting in an office park to find me. I'm there. I'm on the road. You know, it's going to be a lot easier. I, you know, my thinking was to get people there. And I think it really did help having a nice, you know, um, retail location like that. Absolutely. The three most important things in real estate. Location, right. location, location. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. We've been to breweries where it's like we're driving through office. Where is it? What? Yeah. Where yeah. is it? It's a, a dirt gravel road right. through a residential exactly. neighborhood. And you so. can't believe that uh, they, they have this. It feels like a speakeasy. Right. Almost, yep. It's yep. so hidden. So uh, are you, do you have a history as, as restaurateurs or in the brewery industry? or How, how did this kind of come about? Well, uh, but, well, the part, we were both in corporate America. So I have a degree in IT and math and Michael has a degree in graphic design and by the end of our careers we were doing very similar project management type work. I was at United Healthcare and he was at a cable company in New Jersey and we were both kind of sick of corporate America so um, and then Michael had brewing yeah. I've been brewing at home since I've, the I've 90s. Been, I've been home brewing for like over 25 years Wow. so you know always was kind of passionate about it and um, yeah it wasn't until we uh well, Brigitte coined the phrase of bitch and kitten. She came up with it. And so when we were living in Levittown in an apartment and I do my little home brewing and I have all our friends over and we do a little party. Oh, what should we call our brewery? You know, Brigitte was the one who was like, how about bitch and kitten? And this was like in 95 or 96. Yeah. So we literally came up with the term bitch and kitten brewery 20 some years ago and just kind of was something we always joked about, but never really thought it would happen. Named, named after her evil cat. Who was not the cat on the label? This is actually a very nice cat. That was a very good cat. (laughs) But yeah, so good cat. So, and that's, and it just kind of combined both the things we love, which is cats and beer. Yeah, and then we we ended up doing, um, I had some homebrew that I started getting back into, and then we entered the Yardley, um, 
beer fest, and they had a uh, homebrew competition. So we were like, oh, well, let's do that. And, you know, we had the bitch and kitten idea, and we, we made iron-on T-shirts for ourselves and stuff and little signs, and we Brigitte made cat-shaped cookies and stuff and, you know, just say, hey, let's see if we can win the competition. And we were really, really shocked at the feedback from people when they saw it. They thought it was so cool. They were literally asking to buy the shirts off our backs. Um, we ended up coming in second place. Uh, which was fine, but we just got so much feedback. People were like, where can I buy your beer? Where can I buy your beer? We're like, not, we're not a real brewery, you know? And so it really just got us thinking, you know, there might be something here, you know, where we can do something kind of different from what the rest of the uh, brewery marketplace is doing. That's incredible. So how long were you, uh, I guess, doing micro-brewing in your house but uh, prior to opening up? I guess, you know, it sounds like you've been doing this for, for over 20 years yeah. easily. Um as the bitch and kitten. Yeah, but, I mean, in our minds. <laughs> yeah, but, but prior to that, I mean, how did you get into brewing as a, uh, as a hobby? Uh, I actually got into it from my brother. Um, he, uh, he graduated, he was a chemist, and he's an excellent, excellent cook. And so he's, you know, those kind of things just fell together for him for brewing. And then, you know, I was like, you know, you're making your own beer. This was like in the late 80s or something like that. And it's like, hey, this is really different. And I saw it was kind of cool how you could do different styles that at that time weren't commercially available. You couldn't just walk into a place and get like a porter or a stout. Um, you know, everything was Budweiser, you know, Yingling Miller. And uh, I thought it was really neat. And I was like, oh, let me try my hand at this and got pretty good at it. Wow. So, yeah, if they, if they don't have it available... Make yeah, it available. Right, exactly. Make your own. <laughs> Make your stuff. That's awesome. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, the, to mix the two things together, right, to have a degree in chemistry, right? to have a chemistry background, but to also have a passion for, for food, you put them together, you have yeah. you have brewing. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have exactly. Brewing beer and opening up a, a, <laughs> opening up a bar, a, a brewery restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the restaurant part of it, we knew that we wanted to have food. So in Pennsylvania, we're lucky that you could either – do food trucks or you know there were lots of ways we could do the food component we knew we wanted to have food and we thought you know we really want to be in control of quality and the type of menu we had you know in our mind we were initially thinking more like small plates shareables uh that kind of deviated a little bit but we got a chef pretty early on before we opened i think we started connecting with him maybe in march of the year we opened and just you know once we realized hey we want to work with this guy we talked about what the menu is going to look like and how we're going to change it and that's been evolving even over the time we've been open we have like vegan options what people really like we've had a lot of vegan people come in and say hey it's nice to go into a place and not just have like one thing to choose from and so it was important to us (laughs) to have our own food it's very complicated and that part we you know didn't realize how complicated the food part would be and how it's tough to make money on the food end of things. You know, that's yeah. a hard part of it. <laughs> yeah, cost of goods is, is through the roof, and you, you try right. your best to to make some sort of profit. Right. But, you, you know, to it, sometimes it feels... I, I was working in restaurant uh, real estate prior to my residential oh, okay. sales. So, you know. so I was working <laughs> with restaurateurs, and, you know, a lot of them, especially... This, so this was like through COVID we were doing it. So they were trying to get out, and the cost of food was going up, but they couldn't really advertise they were selling their place because... They couldn't retain any employees. So it was a very delicate balance yeah. to, to run a restaurant that a lot of people don't realize. It's not as simple as just like, I have a fantastic sandwich and I want to sell it to everybody. Right. It's, it's not as simple as that sometimes. No. Right. And we really wanted it to be about the beer first. And I think a lot of people think of us as a restaurant and we're like, that's great, but we really want to be about the beer. The, the food was meant to support the beer. Um, but we have like, you know, we also have cocktails. We have wine. We have So we have like kind of a full service bar too. So... It's become more than 
in, in a way good and some of it's challenging too yeah, yeah. some we have a lot of people who come in you know i i hear every weekend at least somebody says do you actually brew here and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't call yourself a brewery and not brew it's tiny so it's hard to tell from when you come in um you know to come visit us like when you come in you walk in and it's not a big brew pub we see like 35 inside and 28 outside but we have our full kitchen and we have this brew stuff in the back so it's it's big the back is probably two-thirds of the footprint inside we set up a very compact system back there it works and then we just flip it over for food service you that's know. awesome i don't we're not open on days that i have to do stuff in the brewery and so it kind of works around and we leave the door we don't have a door between like kind of the kitchen and where people would walk to go to the restroom so people can see and like oh why well, you do brew here like, yeah that, that was on purpose so good but yeah it was that's tough great. it was tough trying to open you know like you were saying with covid and everything like that that's when we were trying to get open to try and find employees cost of hiring people cost of goods i mean all that just went up and you know made starting out that first year you know a little bit more difficult but um, we have a really excellent restaurant manager tony and we knew that you know the restaurant side was not our sweet mm -hmm. spot so we brought him in he's you know he was simultaneously running two multi-million dollar restaurants in um Maniog. and he's been doing it for decades and he knows the whole industry inside now so that's been really helpful it's not like we jumped in there blind we definitely made sure we were staffed up that's incredible especially in such a a, a weird kind of changing time yeah. for the restaurant industry itself because ghost kitchen started getting huge yeah. and and everything like that so that's uh, that's awesome that you guys were able to uh, to pivot and adapt and uh, and also continue to run a successful business right with, mm -hmm. the, with the brewery and the food and yeah the thing i kind of want to mention too though like with from the bitch and kitten part of it the cat part of it is that you know, we have, we probably partner with like nonprofit local cat rescues. Every quarter we were picking a rescue and we were donating uh, fun, our, part of our profits to them. And then we were having them come in and do fundraisers. So we're looking to kind of change that a little bit for next year and how that's going to work. But, you know, on our cans, we have a QR code that would go to their site and say, hey, adopt this cat. So that was a part of it too. And that was like, people think, oh, you have this cat theme brewery. And it's like, it's more than a theme really though. It's more about like supporting that particular thing that we were both yeah, too. we both wanted to make sure that, you know, if we were doing something like this, we wanted to give back to the community in some way. And, you know, we love cats. We have five of them now. And, uh, you know, it was it's Brigitte really handles and runs that and does a great job. And, you know, it's really nice to be able to give back to the community. We've had Forgotten Cats has done the two fundraisers with us already. At the end of the night, they're walking out with, you know, like fifteen hundred dollars. That's terrific, and they do fantastic work. And so we know that that's going to help people throughout the Delaware Valley with cats out there, getting them trapped, spayed, and neutered. That's incredible because I think it's so important to have a purpose when you mm -hmm. do have work. Yeah. Because, you know, I heard at one time they said, if you grind with no purpose, you'll turn to dust. So oh. when, you, when you truly have a purpose, it doesn't really feel like work anymore. It right. feels like you're, you're trying to make a difference and you're trying to make an impact on the community. <laughs> right. And uh, your vehicle is through delicious beer, delicious food, a great atmosphere, and you're able to, to help the cats and people that, that have cats in the, in the Delaware Valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had the, I forget who it was that came in. I think it was Family Promise. Where yeah. they, you know, so normally you go there to like a food pantry, but they also have a pantry for pets. And they're like, hey, do you mind if we do a, a fundraiser at your a place where we collect food for pets? Because people, you know, they, they want to feed their pets. Sometimes they won't even eat themselves because they want to feed their pets. So they came in and did it. And we, I think we said, oh, you can get like a free five-ounce beer if you bring in a, a can of food or a bag of food. And it was great because then they walked away with some food and people came in. And it was, it was really a nice event, too. 
Yeah, people have a really good time at those events too. It's it's like a party. It's neat. Yeah, and everybody's happy. Everybody's yeah. happy uh, and yep. and, uh, and full and probably a little tipsy and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they they feel good. So I have a I have a question because you brought some of these holiday beers, and uh, I mean the artwork is incredible. You were saying how your your niece yes, makes all, she makes all of the the artwork, and uh, I just I'm curious as to how. How much time it takes to come up with some of the names like the Saint Nick Claw Us and the the Coco Cat and yeah. you know just everything. It's the the Bougie Cat. You know, it's it's they're so they're so creative and and so fun. And like, how does how long does it take you to come up with the names and like, where's your inspiration for the flavors? Because you know you've been doing this for a while. So mm-hmm. how do you kind of pick a flavor profile for for what's going on? So with the flavors uh, at at the at the beginning when we were getting set up we made the conscious decision that we really wanted to push towards traditional beer styles There's so many places you go to and they'll like you know have eight taps six of them are ipas not everybody's into ipa so we really wanted to push variety push styles people don't normally see um we had a very successful uh, esb not too long ago that we did and it was just one of those things i noticed just like you know when we used to go to like breweries and stuff 20 years ago everybody had an esb and it just kind of fell out of, yeah, (laughs) extra special bitter, and uh, an English style just, you know, drinking session beer, and it just fell out of favor in the United States, and then, you know, we did that, and there were so many people just like, oh, that's great, you have an ESB, that's terrific, did that with an Irish Red, I like Irish Reds, I don't see them anywhere, so many people went crazy for it, it was a huge seller for us, so, uh, you know, just really trying to come up with, you know, different styles, things I like, things I know other people like, and, um, you know, just really trying to, you know, crank out a really quality product for people, too. And you and, have a notebook. I think he has a yeah. He's been taking notes. I've got people, people even say to us, they'll give us drink, you know, beer names. They've given us drink names. You know, like, oh, you should have, what's the one? Oh, instead of a whiskey sour, call it a whisker sour. I'm like, a whisker sour. <laughs> you know, so, like, people are really creative. So they love to give us ideas. And we, you know, we'll be like, hey, let's write that down. That might work for something. I, I do have an Excel spreadsheet that's got a bunch in there already. But, uh, but yeah, sometimes they just come kind of fast and furious, too. And, uh, you know, like Kitten Mittens was something that, you know, we, uh, we were recently in Seattle. And um, out there, a lot of the breweries were doing this cold IPA style, where basically it's not that strong base bitter note, but you get a lot of nice flavoring from the dry hops. And I was just like, this is really neat. It's like an IPA for people who don't like IPAs. So I brewed one, I put it together, and then it was kind of like, I got to come up with a name for it, Um, you know, cold IPA. Oh, kitten mittens. Okay, there we go. Also, Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a little skin on kitten mittens, too, so. Love Always Sunny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that, and when I put something out on kitten mittens, they're like, I love Always Sunny. And I'm like, I have no idea what the reference is. (laughs) That's perfect. And you guys are right outside of Philly, so it it fits. It it fits. It's perfect. But yeah, sometimes it's pre-planned. Sometimes it comes about uh, very quickly. But I usually have about a few months out looking towards what I want to do as far as the beer styles and stuff like that. You know, doing more bulk purchases, about four batches for green and stuff ahead of time so that I can just, you know, boom, boom, boom through the next four. Awesome. Yep. So I, I was cruising through the website and I saw something called the Bitch and Kitten Club. Could you talk about that and what, what that kind of is and what it entails? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's two levels. Um, there's the Top Cat Club, which of course is the top level. <laughs> and then there's the Alley Cat Club. And we really wanted to be like the Top Cat Club. We have uh, a really nice 
mug that's what is that um ceramic ceramic mug that has a top cat on it so for the top cat club you get this you literally get a mug to take home it's almost like iron hill has one you know if you've ever been to iron hill it's that sort of mug they like got their mug club but you can't take it with you right yeah or you take it with you so you get a shirt and then you get like a uh you use when you come into the brewery have those mugs and you get your beer in that and you get a free app and a drink on your birthday and you know so it like uh first releases we're trying to, we haven't really been as good at, and we're working on doing like special events. So that's the top cat. And then Alley Cat, and you earn points. And every, um, every 200 points point. you get, yeah, every dollar you get a point, and every 200 points you get $20 off. And you can keep accruing them. And then similarly with the Alley Cat, you get a shirt, you don't get the mug, but you get like a free thing on your birthday, you get a free beer when you sign up. And that's $50, and Top Cat is 150 And then we have people renewing yearly at like 75 and I think 25 so it's good we have a lot of good Top Cat members they like being the top they're, they're funny they come in on a Top Cat they want to drink out of their mug, mug. <laughs> people see the mug they're like, can I buy the mug you, you know no, no, so no. it's a little bit of an exclusive thing so it's nice we have a lot of really nice people that are part of the Top Cat Club and come all you know come all the time and are excited about our events yeah sounds like the Top Cats want the notoriety they do <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> exactly that's awesome so I, I my last question before we move on to the next se- segment do you have any dogs no no, no dogs no. <laughs> no you know it's not that we, I, I actually like dogs we don't are it's funny I, we've been in our house for 20 some years we don't have a fence yard and I you know we were both busy working and dogs were a lot of work I mean cats are work but they're not you don't have to walk them every day yep. you, can, you know if you have to go away for the weekend you can have somebody come take care of them so I someday I would like to have a dog but like a big dog that could deal with my cat yeah, my cats. <laughs> it has to be a timing thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you have five cats, so it, it's clear that you're very passionate about the about cats and and uh, helping cats in the area and donating to a lot of different causes because you know the, the animals right. they have they have no voice for themselves. So it's up to us to really try and help mm-hmm. in whatever way we can. I'm, I, I have a dog, so I do whatever I can to yeah. try and help. And we took him to the women's. Uh, Women's Humane Society, mm-hmm. uh, and, and really tried to make sure that everything was taken care of in that front. And we donate every year to uh, two different shelters in the area because it's so important. Because it, you know they they have no voice for themselves. Yeah, and, yeah. We're well, currently we're... actually doing something with um, uh, one of our members. It works with Philadelphiaables and dogs, cats, whatever. And they and she's like, oh, do you mind if we do a collection here for food for Philadelphiaables? So I was like, sure. And Everybody brings their dog to our patio. Yeah. That's the thing. Like we've had maybe two, three cats. Which, I, to be honest with you, I probably would not bring a cat to a brewery. <laughs> yeah. But um, people, everybody brings their dogs, and so it's nice. There's a dog park in Morrisville, so people walk up with their dogs. We have one guy that comes almost every week with his dog. Yeah. Um, so that's so we do have a lot. Actually, we have Frank a lot more dogs well. there than Frank and Winston. Frank and Winston. Yeah. Come on, shout out to Frank <laughs> and Winston. <laughs> a great pup. That's awesome. So next, I like to move into a segment called the Big Three. Okay. So the Big Three are the questions that I ask everybody that comes onto the podcast. My first question is, what do you think makes Bucks County a great place to live? I, I well, I grew up in New Jersey in a, in a very industrial era of New Jersey, and nothing against New Jersey because I actually love New Jersey and feel saying that I'm like, oh, New Jersey. But um, I just think Bucks County is beautiful. There's great schools. That was really important to us. We, you know, we have a daughter who's 20 now, but she went to Pensbury. We wanted to be in a good school district for her. She got real involved with the theater department, which was great. Um, I just, I think the people, I, I, the proximity. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful place. I mean, like I said, I've I've moved 14 times. I've I've 
lived as far west as like Illinois and Orange County's just gorgeous you know it's always been nice and um yeah I mean I just enjoy being there the river's right there and stuff it's the history you know it's fun to even talk to people when they come into our place in Morrisville you know um they don't even realize the history that's right there in the town uh Robert Morris uh signer of the Declaration of Independence uh financer of the Revolutionary War and then his home summer seat is still there and um was the headquarters for Washington and his top brass uh, two weeks before the Battle of Trenton. He lived there, and that's like, what? A stone's throw from where our place is. Yeah. And, and it's it's interesting when people are like, really? I didn't realize. And it's like, yeah, just like right here is a ton of history. And by the way, right across the river, that's where they had the war on Trenton and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Washington Crossing, that's an amazing area too. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with Brigitte. It's just it's beautiful and steeped in history, and uh, I hope it stays the way it is. Awesome. Uh, what is your favorite restaurant in Bucks County? You nope. can have you can have more than one. This is challenging. <laughs> this is challenging because I think you know. Well, I know myself. I really like Italian food. So by us, there's a lot of good Italian places. Like even just by us in Yardley or at Morrisville, like we like Cafe Antonio down the street, literally Bella Sicily, which is right on the same block we're on. When we were doing all the construction, we were just eating like we, pizza we every day. Like we're like, oh, we're back again. We're back again. Um, non solo pasta. Non good, yeah. Yeah, I just, I like, I really like Italian. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different places that I like. Um, uh, the Salt House. The Salt House in New, Ho- New Hope is really good. Um, I, they got the best burger around. Their burger's fantastic, and you always get the mussels. And we do the same thing every time we go in. We both look at the menu. And we always order the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> always good. I just, I just, yeah. There's so many places, it's hard to pick one. or The Vault's 12. good in downtown Yardley. It's yeah. hard to pick a lot of, there's too many. We've been going to the Vault since the, the weekend they first opened. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah, we've yeah. been going there since, and the food's always good. Oh, shout out to Sushi House, best sushi in Bucks County. Yeah. They're in Morrisville. There's so many great places I in know, Bucks County. And, I know. And to have such a beautiful area steeped in history, like yeah. you said, and to just have so many different amenities, it, it, it really it warms my heart to, to be a part of this community. Yeah. So that's awesome. My last question for you is where can people find out more about you and the Bitch and Kitten Brewery? That would be bitchandkitten.com, B I T C H I N K I T T E N. Um, that's got all our stuff on there events, our menu, the beers, pictures of the place. Uh, we have an online shop where you can get all kinds of cool swag, like our T-shirts, our hoodies, our hats, our glasses, and all those things. And uh, also just come on in. Come on in and talk to us. Say hi to us. We you know, love when people come in. People are passionate and interested in beer, so it's always fun to just see new folks coming in and checking it out. And we do have Instagram. We're BK Brewery on Instagram. My daughter does our TikTok because we don't know anything about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> We got, she got us like 300,000 views on the TikTok she did because it was cat, really the cat part of it, to be honest with you. Um, so that's BK Brewery. And then our, our Facebook. Facebook, they don't like the word bitchin'. So we couldn't do bitchin' on anything. So it's B-I-T hyphen. Hyphen. H-I-N. H-I-N. Bitchin. Yeah. Kitten. That's why it's better to go to our website at bitchinkitten.com because then you can link to Facebook. You can link to Instagram. I don't know if we have a TikTok link on there, but it has all our events. Like Michael said, it has our menu. It's got everything on our website. Parking, I think that's the one thing people are like, oh, parking, there's parking behind us. It has that on the website. So I always just say, start at the website because that's really where you can then go. Yeah, it's got all the info on there. Awesome. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael and Brugie, for for talking about your brewery, talking about the history behind it and how you got into it. I thought it was so interesting to to hear your story and also why you chose Bucks County and and how, uh, how you landed here. And thank you for helping the community, doing everything that you can with some of the, the money that you make and being a wonderful uh, host for different fundraisers for uh, for the animal shelters and, and different uh, humane societies around Bucks County and around the Delaware Valley. So I appreciate everything you guys do, and I look forward to seeing the continued growth of awesome. the bitch and kitten. And, uh, and as always, I'm your host, Alex Neff. And make sure to reach out if you have any questions about Bucks County living. <laughs>